0: Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've come me done.
1: You look nervous.
0: I'm in a glass case of emotion! Oh
2: so look let go of me. I think you're on my neck, me.
0: That is why the warriors have come! I'll
3: be back to have vengeance! A freaking bone
0: here.
4: A martini, a shaken
0: monster. The force will be with you always. Avengers, assemble in the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds. Here is the eclectic collective. Everybody, Welcome, Facebook. Welcome, Collective. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful live interview today. And to uh, take care of the introductions, Ryan, I hand it to you.
3: Hola, Nordmigos. So good to see you on a Friday, a Friday for us. But Deidre is joining us today. And Deidre, um, it's a Saturday where you are, right? Yep, Saturday. Deidre is in Korea. Deidre is a friend and a probably one of the coolest people i have ever met to be honest with you oh, think, think <laughs> we're joined by doris say hi doris hello doris is uh jim's much better half we like doris a lot much, better, <laughs> half.
4: <laughs> much better half
3: and uh, we got ashley and jim with us so DJ, let's just jump into it let's just just tell us about yourself like who you are, what you do, and what are you doing in Korea?
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, I moved to Korea three years ago. I am an ESL teacher. Uh, I teach English to college students and adults. Um, and on the side, I write books.
3: <laughs> Which means she's a lot smarter than me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: so let me ask you the obvious question. I guess this is the first one I want to ask you. I'm sure you've yeah. heard this before. What made you want to become an author?
1: Oh, man. So, like, I've just always been writing stories, which is kind of the common writer answer. But, uh, like, I wrote my first story when I was eight years old. And uh, it was actually about my my cousin getting a mail-order bride.
2: (laughs) That was (laughs) my first story.
1: And uh, he still doesn't talk to me. It's fine. But... (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just started writing stories, and I just always loved it, and I just kept doing it, and I just never quit.
3: It's was really cool. Eight years old. What was I doing? Eight years old. Oh, yeah, I was playing video games. That's what I was doing.
1: <laughs> I did that, too. Yeah,
3: yes. There's just, yeah, I was not that smart to start writing. I didn't start writing until I was, like, 14 when I learned the alphabet, so that's good.
0: <laughs> hey.
3: So, uh, yeah, let me ask you, do you remember the or first story that you ever read, and also how did it was was the impact that it had on you?
1: Oh man, um, I think the first story I ever read was the Three Trees. Um, do you guys know that book? Mm-hmm. It's like a children's book. Yep. Um, and it's about the uh, the trees. One becomes the uh, boat that Jesus, um, like rode in, and then the other becomes Uh, The manger that Jesus was laid in, and then the third became the cross that Jesus was crucified on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful book, and it's just beautiful imagery and just beautiful, like, metaphor. And just that kind of symbolism just really hit me. Oh, that's pretty. Even as a kid.
3: Wow. Okay. Our uh, eclectic brother who couldn't join us today, Matthew, he said, don't tell the future because he likes surprises, so don't tell the future. (laughs) right
1: now oh i got secrets <laughs> <laughs> i got secrets
3: doris jim what do y'all do y'all have any questions that y'all want to ask before i keep jumping in there
0: uh not right off the top of my head uh, most of everything i have to ask is involved the book so no yeah you what about you ashley you're a uh,
3: tester of her book did you tell us about your book go ahead and plug the book
1: uh, yeah, my book is The Five Princes. Uh, it's the first book I've published. And it's um, about a college graduate who finds out she's a princess. And so she goes to take princess lessons, but one of her teachers is trying to kill her.
3: All right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I've got <laughs> like, tell me your, what is the writing process and the way that you brainstorm for stuff like that?
1: Oh, gosh. Um... I actually use, uh, post-it notes. So, um, <laughs> I actually have an entire wall of post-it notes and I write down each scene in my head and then I put them in order. Um, and then, uh, I just work from there, try to fill in the blanks. And I, am actually kind of strange. Uh, what I do is I'll write half the book from the beginning and uh-huh. then I'll start from the back and write backwards.
2: What? So it meets what? in the middle. And I think and you it's worth have- n- noting that your books have a unique feature that not a lot have anymore, which is the multiple endings. Right,
1: right. So, like, um, I used to read the choose-your-own-adventure novels when I was a kid. Um, but my one problem with those is you have to, like, page flip all the time. And then I get lost on where I was, like, last. And then I have to start over. And it just gets really frustrating um, so I wrote my books, it's called Choose the Ending Series, and you read one plot line the entire way through, and then there's multiple endings you can choose from, and if you think my endings suck, you can write your own in the back of the book. There's a space you can write your Oh, own. wow. Yeah.
0: That's super cool.
1: That is yeah.
0: cool, actually. Okay.
1: So The Five Princes has five endings, and if you hate all those endings, you can write your own in the back.
0: So this is good. This is the first book in a series, correct?
1: That is right. Yeah. And
0: so, are you going to do all all the books going to end that way with multiple endings? Yep. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. Ashley's already
4: read my second book.
0: Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Just say. I, I have a to...
4: book blog. If you want to share it, just throw I'm that Like, out.
2: nope. Do oh, not okay. say anything about this book. You. <laughs> Like keep your mouth shut, but it was an absolute privilege and a joy. And oh my goodness, you guys are in for such a treat. <laughs>
3: yeah, that <laughs> was good. I was actually going to ask you if you were trying to build a body of work with connections between each book. So you are trying to do that?
1: Well, they're standalone stories, but okay. the yeah, they're completely standalone. So like this book um, takes place in a fake country called uh, Ajina, and. Um, it doesn't really exist and it's the story of Marina. And then the next book actually takes place in an alternate history of Korea. So it's completely different stories.
0: So is it like, does it over with a theme to it or something? Uh,
1: they all have multiple endings. Um, they all have uh, multiple endings. And there's also like, um, there's, there's the main character mm-hmm. and the, the book is always from the main character's point of view. But in the back, there's kind of like short novellas of uh, different characters' points of views from different events. So you see all the events come together through
2: all the characters at the same time.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah. It's an extremely satisfying experience because so many authors, I think, kind of use the cop-out, like, what do you think happened? Or whatever you think happened is the right answer. And oh, yeah. i finalist kind of person is like no i want to know and she gives it to, <laughs> she gives everything so mm-hmm. that you get to see every possible ending as well as the other perspectives it's a very you're done with the whole thing and you're like it's like you ate a full meal and it's very very <laughs> satisfying to the reader and i'm a, i'm an avid reader and there's nothing else that i've read that's like this mm-hmm
4: yeah, same. it was it's definitely a, a different take on on how to read a book. And so when I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, and so then I found myself wanting to go back to pick up little nuances mm-hmm. of the different princes and everything. but so I'm curious because I know which ending I would choose, but of the five, without giving names or anything, which ending would you choose? Oh, no. See,
0: that's a great question because you wrote, I know you wrote them all, but there's got to be a favorite in there somewhere. The way you wanted, Because, I mean, every author has a story to tell. And, you know, and you want to tell it from beginning to end your way. So which of those endings would have been your way of ending the story?
1: Your preferred way, I guess. My preferred way. Well... I feel like Fate Number One, the first ending is the true ending. Uh-huh. Um, however, that's probably not the one I'd pick. <laughs>
4: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just for me,
1: I, I like the third ending the most.
4: Really? The oh. third or. Yeah. yeah. The third or the fourth. fourth? I think it's the third or the fourth. <laughs> I gotta check now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, let's look.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the book. Looking.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at my book now. It's right next to my my desk, mainly because I was too lazy to put it away. But <laughs> 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 I haven't I haven't cleaned my house yet.
3: Now, yeah, well, that's here too.
1: The third or the the fourth, maybe the fourth ending. Third or fourth? I was I I fight between those.
3: So I got a question uh, from yeah. someone that is asking us. Is there a genre that you want to do that is out of your element once you're done with this book?
1: Oh, that's actually a really awesome question. Um, after this series, um, I've actually just written a philosophical romance novel. Um, so uh, I finished the rough draft already. But I'm working on editing now. And I really love philosophical fiction. So my favorite book of all time is Picture of Dorian Gray. Mm
4: -hmm. And I
1: love, like, those kind of books. Um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, The Great Divorce, things like that. So those are my favorite. So I really want to write those. And I've just written one, so I'm working on the editing now for that. So it'll be philosophical romance, which is a really strange combination. But I like it. (laughs)
3: I love the great divorce. That's one of my favorite ones.
1: Oh, it's amazing.
3: Love that book. So does writing, does it energize you or does it exhaust you or a similarity of both?
1: (laughs) Oh, both. Absolutely both. (laughs) Like, um, I think, like, I feel most alive when I'm writing. But then when I have to, like, re-enter into reality, it is, like, the worst jet lag of, of anything. Okay. will right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I'm like, oh, reality, oh, I don't like it here. <laughs> and then I have to, like, <laughs> I have to readjust, and then I'm tired. But as soon as I have my energy back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so, right. So, I'll
4: definitely mix- both.
3: All right, a mixture of both
4: i get mad at jim a lot when i read i get to the end of the book and he's just living his life as normal like (laughs) i'm still experiencing the emotions of the story and i'm like why are you not feeling this and he's like i have no idea what's happening
2: exactly why are you not paperback and yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) my the books so so my books my genre is usually like John Grisham Tom Clancy mm. those are oh, yeah. that's that's usually my cup of tea and those type of books have a very definitive ending so I come out of that and I'm like and I'm done and moving on and she's <laughs> she's over there like I just I can I can't believe it I can't believe it I can't believe it it's just how how and I'm, for for an hour two hours so I'm like okay oh. It's a book, but okay. <laughs> one
4: series that I'm reading. It's on, like, book 23. And then there are others that are oh just gosh. trilogies and things like that. So, I mean, I get emotionally vested, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's a long-term.
3: Yeah, that
4: is. So, like, when you write, do you ever... Do you base any of your characters off people in your real life? Like, do you ever kill off, like, anybody you hate? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, you looked at me funny in fifth grade, so you got to go. I mean...
1: Uh, no, I actually, honestly, I base most of my characters off of video game characters.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but my, my major is uh, video game design. I,
0: okay. I, know that. I didn't
1: know that. And did I, and did I
0: read you're yeah. going, your going back to get your master's in something?
1: Yeah, I'm getting my master's in philosophy, actually. Um, I start classes in spring.
0: Nice. Nice. Oh.
2: Wow, from yeah. a video game major you are,
0: to you are just a, philosophy. That's, that
1: yeah, is, they're really like, confused too. Like were, my school has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> 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 so, but uh, I graduated with my bachelor's in video game design about 12 years ago. So it's been quite some time since mm-hmm.
0: then. You're just a renaissance person. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, that's I mean, the cool. background that you have is incredible. <laughs>
3: like. I knew,
0: I think Ash and I've talked about this before,
3: but I knew you were, like, talented and smart, but, man, I didn't know about video game design. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> like, I wish I'd asked more questions
4: now. <laughs> so, Ryan, does that fall under the talented or the smart genre with yeah. the video games?
1: It just bored. I'm just bored. I try new things every few years. I actually, I change jobs
4: every four years because I
1: just have to try something new. I feel you on that.
3: Okay, so video games. Let's get to that real yeah. quick. Get back to your yeah. book. What is, uh, tell us what some of your favorite video
0: games.
1: Oh, my favorite video game is actually Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, classic. Uh, have <laughs> you guys played that game before?
0: I, I have not.
1: Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, it's kind of like a B video game. Like it's not extremely popular, but, um, Sid Meier's pretty popular. He did Civilization. You guys probably know that game, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, so same, same guy. Um, and this game you actually are a pirate and you go around and you do piratey things. You fight ships, you fight people, you get <laughs> the governor's daughter, you you dance with the governor's daughter, and so you take over cities. It's fun. It's just like a sim game. Okay. Um I really love stuff like uh Japanese RPGs, so Kingdom Hearts.
0: Uh, oh, I love Fantasy. Kingdom Hearts, yeah. Final Fantasy. Woo! Yeah. Breed
1: I actually Breed
0: Chocaboos. <laughs>
1: I actually, I was a game tester for uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. So if you go to the credits, nice. oh,
4: that's
0: awesome. That's My name's so in cool. the credits. Holy moly, okay. Yeah, we all. Uh...
4: <laughs> Ryan just. <laughs> yeah, his head's
0: blown. He's got to. He's got to recover from that one.
4: <laughs>
3: this just totally took like a left turn for me. This is like, wow. Okay, Final Fantasy. All right. So what about uh, writer's block? Do you actually do you believe in writer's block?
1: No, I don't believe in writer's block. I'm gonna move if that's okay. Absolutely. um,
0: We're just gonna walk with
1: you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, actually, I don't believe in writer's block. I believe um, most writer's block comes from not knowing your characters well enough. So the moment you lose your character's motivation, um, the moment you lose your character's background, um, because the, the idea of a plot is you have multiple characters and they all have different motivations, and all those motivations collide in not a good way. Mm-hmm. So as long as you keep – I keep a spreadsheet of all of my mm-hmm. characters' backgrounds and motivations. And if I ever get stuck, I just come back to that.
3: All right. Huh. Interesting. Don't know, okay. Don't believe so what about – and it, like I said, guys, y'all jump in if I'm just like yapping, but this
0: is getting exciting now for me. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard an author reference a spreadsheet. Like you know, that's just that's that's a, that's a first for me.
1: <laughs> I feel like most people have it when they do world building, um, but then most people get lost in world building and they never get lost in character building. Okay, and that's like my my pet peeve. So I have a spreadsheet for my characters. I actually don't have any information for my world building.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I I low key hate world building. I low key hate <laughs> it. <laughs>
4: So you're so in the blog world, from my experience, they're, they're what they call plotters, and then they're what they call pantsers. So you mm-hmm. definitely are a plotter. Do you have any pantser tendencies? Like, is there anything that you wing at all in your writing process where you're just like, oh, I'm just going to throw that in there as you go? Well,
1: I mean, I think that happens with everyone. Even if you're, like, the most organized plotter ever, sometimes your characters just do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And if you are any kind of a writer at all, you let your characters do their thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you control it with with your outline, it becomes just a terrible book. And so, so sometimes um, I have to rearrange scenes um, and sometimes I just have to let the characters go. I'm like, okay, you're telling the story. I'm here for the ride. Just tell me what to write. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, I think most writers are both plotters and pantsers. I don't think you can be a pantser for too long without getting stuck on your plot. Um, And I don't think you can be too much of a plotter because the story should take its own shape. Mm. That's my personal
3: theory. (laughs) Ashley, what about you? You got anything? Anything about being a beta sister?
2: I'm just over here fangirling. Like, that is... (laughs) (laughs) You know. <laughs> yes, yes. So, hey. um, because I've been a big fan of Deidre for a long time, just because Aww. um she's always been very well. We worked together briefly, kind of on our buddy's nerdy website. Oh uh, yeah. I remember that. And then um and so That's you did writing about for that site. You did writing about like BTS and and Korean mm. pop culture and um but basically watching your dream unfold you're like hi this is the thing I'm gonna do you're very vocal and like shared it with everybody and so getting to watch you do it like not just talk about it but do it and pursue your dream become an ESL teacher move to Korea do this so I've been a a big fan for a long time since you put out the exchange the short story you did
1: oh wow yeah
2: Yeah, and so, and then the Five Princess, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just, like, just basking. basking. (laughs) (laughs) See, I remember
3: when I met Deidre, we were in the old building, and I -hmm. remember someone telling me, like, uh, she's going to move to Korea, and I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And then, like. I get that email talking
0: about she's moving to Korea, and I was like, "Wow, she really is going to Korea. That's awesome." Yeah. So, um, so do you mind talking about that uh, for yeah. a minute? Uh, moving to Korea, and you know, the culture, and you know, things that you've experienced in that in that transition.
1: Oh yeah, sure. So um, I came to Korea in 2017. Oh, I moved here in 2017. I the first time I came to Korea was like in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. And I just came for vacation and I was looking around and we went to Seoul and I was like, man, this place is great. I could totally live here. I think I'll move here. And it was just like that quick. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and then, so I was still working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with Ryan and Ashley at Lifeway and I was all like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. I'm just going to figure out how. So like every time I make a goal, I'm just all like, how do I do it? And so, um, first I tried learning Korean mm-hmm. and tried to like get a translating job, but, uh, I sucked. So <laughs> I gave up on that um, and, uh, I just, I couldn't retain anything. So I was like, okay, well, what, what will help my writing? Cause writing is number one for me. Um, if whenever I get to my deathbed, the number one thing is, did I write enough? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was like, okay, what helps my writing? And I was like, well, English. And so I decided to, um, to teach English. So I actually had to go get my certification as a teacher because um, I didn't have any certification for that. So I went and got that. And then um, I just applied for a couple schools and one accepted me. And the school I work at now is actually um, it's called Wall Street English. And it's an international company. It's actually owned by Pearson, which is an American uh, publishing uh, company for schools. And um, so it's a really good company, and the curriculum's really awesome, and the students are great, and they're 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 all adults. I'm not good with children. I'll just be honest. So <laughs> they make me a little bit. They make me nervous. So uh, only child problems. So so. <laughs> So, so I decided to teach adults and, uh, yeah, I just, I came to Korea and I had culture shock within like 20 minutes cause I was all like, oh my gosh, I actually did it. Like you, yeah. you work towards a goal for so long. Cause I worked for that for like a year or two years and you work so long towards a goal and then you get to it and no matter what the goal is, you have like a culture shock and you're all like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> How did I do this?
4: Well, but, with the um, climate as it is, do you as as an American in Korea, do you do you find that the world climate is affecting your ability to to teach?
1: Oh no, I think I think it's fantastic because um, I feel like Koreans travel a lot actually because Korea is so small. Like Korea is is probably half the size of Tennessee if we're honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it is tiny. It is absolutely tiny. Um, and so I'm from San Bernardino County. It's actually smaller than San Bernardino County. (laughs) Wow. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy small. And so, um, they travel everywhere. They travel Vietnam, Japan, New Zealand, they travel all the time. So they just, they love meeting foreigners. They love asking questions about your country. Um, they, they just love having conversations about things and it's actually, it's really calm in Korea because Korea is based in like uh, Confucianism. Yeah. So in the Confucianist society, um, there's hierarchy. So if someone's older than you, you treat them with respect. If someone's younger than you, you take care of them. And okay. so it's it's extremely like respectable so you can have a respectable conversation about anything. And like I've seen, I've seen Koreans like fight about politics and then go drinking afterwards and not even care. So, (laughs) yeah. So like it's it's really great to have conversations. Um, My students just love learning about new things and they want to travel all the time. And everything's open. It's fantastic. That's awesome. That is awesome. So,
4: is this where the fish eye soup came from?
2: (laughs) Um, Actually. Actually, I got that because
1: I read there is a country that eats seal eyes um, as a delicacy. I think it's it's somewhere in towards the no- North Pole, but um, yeah, they they do eat some 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 things I would not be tempted to eat. <laughs> um, have you guys seen the live octopus? Yeah, yeah. the one that fights you back. Yeah, yeah, the one that's actually killed people. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. Yeah. yeah, they eat that here. They think it's great. Things like they that.
4: They also got it on video. Oh so, yeah. Cool.
0: Things like that make yeah. you think about the first person who had that idea. <laughs> I would love to try that. You know, I mean, what? What?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was a love. I think it was. I'm gonna die if I don't eat this. I think that was really <laughs> basically. And they're all like, I'll be dang. That's really good. Like yeah. <laughs> Next mm. day, hey, no food poisoning. Let's try this again. Try it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
3: The business side of selling your book for those who oh. are aspiring writers, how how do you do that? Like getting it on Amazon, all that fun stuff. Tell us a little bit of the business side of selling your book for those who are aspiring to write. Ah,
1: uh, okay. So, yeah, that's, that's a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> so, usually... Basically, if, if you're a creative person, it, it's kind of hard to do the whole marketing and the, the, the publishing and stuff like that. And it's totally doable, but it's just two different sides of your brain. And so um, so it's a little overwhelming. So the first, the first book is going to be the most overwhelming thing ever. But after the first book, um, you understand how everything works and it's okay. So first you have to like have an editor and have them edit your book. And then um, after editing, you have to have a cover designer. Um, And then after that, you get a formatter. So you have to have someone to format your book. Mm. And then after all of that, you can put it up on IngramSpark or Amazon or anything like that. There's a few competitors, but Amazon and IngramSpark are basically the the two biggest names in the self-publishing industry. And so um, you just upload it. You just upload it. You have to meet their requirements. Um, usually it's like, you know, don't have a bunch of blank pages and have the cover art in the right dimensions. And and then after that, you're done and you just put it up. But then comes the hard work where you have to market and you have to find your target audience and you have to do social media and, and all of that stuff. And that's really the hardest part. I would say my, my biggest advice for people that are that want to publish their own book is um, lower your expectations <laughs> because, um, because if you're a first time author, you're not going to be making bank. Like you're not going to have the salary of Stephen King no matter what. Um, so it, it takes a long time. It's a long process. I was actually <clears throat> watching a seminar the other day and it was saying for every book, it takes like a year to market it well. And start selling so it takes like a year for it to start building and your book will sell much better in book or It'll sell much better in year three than it does in year one Because mm. books build over time, right? So don't expect a quick payout. Just just do it because you want to do it
0: Right. Mm. Do you um, do you have plans once the world kind of calms down and we get back to some sense of normal? Do you, uh, <laughs> do you uh, have any plans to like go out on uh, convention circuits, um, book tours, anything like that to, to get your book out there?
1: I would like to. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard since I live in Korea. Yeah, I'd uh, imagine
0: travel is going to be difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm terrified of planes. So that puts a, a damper in That things. does
0: put a damper on it,
1: yeah. yeah but, but I would love to do that. Absolutely. No question
0: all
3: right all right. Mm-hmm. so tell me about k-pop i know you like oh. K-pop. i need to yes, know I do. all right so who are some of your favorites and i need to know because i have literally just like i'm gonna give it a chance okay, <laughs> I, need, <laughs> okay. I need some i need some uh artists and people and all that stuff so okay. what got you into k-pop
1: um okay so funny story my my classes um for my college uh were very late at night right So I used to get home at like 10 o'clock at night and um, I didn't like anything on TV. So I used to watch this channel that was completely in Korean and um, there was no subtitles. So I would just watch the the TV shows, the Korean dramas and I would make up the story because I couldn't (laughs) figure out what they were saying. So I would just (laughs) create the story. And, um, most most korean dramas and most chinese dramas they the actors sing as well and so um i got kind of into the music and i kept looking up stuff uh youtube had just come out um youtube had just started to like pick up wind so there was a lot of k-pop on there so my first groups um were called energy and kanta and those are extremely old groups like some of my students now don't know who that is <laughs> like that's how old they are <laughs> So, my students are very surprised. They're like, oh, you know more about K-pop than I do. <laughs> and I'm like, probably. Probably. So, uh, but my favorite groups are um, BTS. Uh, I, I was with BTS from the beginning. So, even when I was at Lifeway, I used to like, make my coworkers watch BTS. And that was before <laughs> they were famous. So, I'm like, they're going to be famous. Just watch. And here they are. So, I'm like an original ARMY. And um, I always really liked EXO. Um, they're kind of more of an R&B style, um, EXO. And there's there's kind of some indie groups that are really good. Um, there's one called PLT. Um, and PLT, um, they do kind of like an R&B rap, and it's, it's just gorgeous music.
3: I'm going to have to have you send those to me because, yeah, I'll have to. the will Yes, definitely, because uh, if I write that down, I'm going to butcher some stuff. And all. will <laughs> um, So, all right, I want you to think about this. All right, you ready? Okay.
1: okay.
3: Desert Island question. Which three people would you want to have on your island and why, but this is who? One fictional character from one of your books, <sighs> a fictional character from any other book, and mm. one famous person... That is not a family member or friend.
1: Oh, you think I have famous family members and friends? (laughs) (laughs) No No judgment, no judgment. All right, all right, all right. So, famous person. Do they have to be alive?
4: No. Dead or alive. Are they going to be zombies? (laughs) No. 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 I just added a whole other
3: level to this, oh. to this question. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that question now, Doris. I'll be like, oh, oh Lord. That's where my brain goes.
0: <laughs> you can bring them back, but they're not of the living dead. So, sorry. That, that would, real quick, that would be my luck. I'd be on an island and it'd be zombies instead. Anyways, <laughs> go ahead.
1: <stop> <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Okay, so one fictional character from my book. Um, you know what? I think I would go with Ty. Um, so Ty in my book he is the castle musician and he's really mischievous he loves getting into trouble but he loves music and the arts and I just think that would just be a good time that would just be a good time and um, who else? Fictional character from another book Uh, do you guys know the Spirit Animal series? no I don't oh Ashley's not I do (laughs) I would Shocking. choose Shane. I would use Shane. Shane oh, is no. like I know. Shane is like my literary boyfriend. Like he is my favorite. He's <laughs> he's She's
2: my literary boyfriend, excuse me. I don't damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and this is where the fangirling stops. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very complicated. Um
1: <laughs> It was
0: it was so peaceful up until that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: okay. It's okay. It's okay. We can share her. Even, it's fine.
1: Okay. <laughs> and then I'll keep tie. You can keep shade. And uh, <laughs> and a famous person. Oh man. I would I would probably choose my favorite author. He's not really that famous, but his stories are. His name is Lloyd Alexander, Sorry. and um. Nobody knows his name. He wrote the Black Cauldron.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I know well, that.
1: Yeah. So he is—he's the reason I became a writer, um, in the first place. And I actually used to write him letters um, before email was a thing, and uh, he would write me back on his little typewriter. He wrote over oh, wow. 40 books. That's awesome. Yeah, he wrote over 40 books all on his typewriter. And, um, all of his books were amazing and I would totally just love to like sit with him and just talk with him.
3: All right. Wow. Cool. Okay. Answered that for me. Hey, mm-hmm. do you Google yourself? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, man, if I was like on a website, I would totally Google myself all day. I Google oh, yeah. myself now and it does not come up good results. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is usually your Facebook page.
4: And like that. Do you read your reviews? Cause I know a lot of my author friends advise not to do that. Um, but your, mm. yours has got, all of the reviews are very positive, but do you have that same mindset where you don't want to know, you just let it be its own thing and just go?
1: Um, I mean, it depends on what I'm writing. Uh, but usually for my books, I want to know because I want to improve for my next book. Um, and plus I don't have a lot of reviews at the moment anyways, so I can keep up with them pretty easily. Um, I, I know there's going to be, there's always going to be someone who doesn't like the book and that's fine. Um, if people write down a, a, a reason that I can use to make the next book better then awesome, tell me why you hate my book. Um, and I'll make the next one, one better. Um, and if I, if I think your reason's terrible, then I'll just ignore it. So (laughs) (laughs) life, life goes on. Like, okay. Yeah.
3: So one more question for you. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be?
1: Oh, let's see. I would say write for yourself. Don't worry so much about what other people are going to say because I think when I was first writing, I really wanted people to approve of the story and think I was amazing and all this other stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, it's really, if you want to do it, go do it and just keep working until it's done.
3: Mm. That is awesome. That is so awesome. I love, I love that. So Ashley Doris Jim, y'all got anything that y'all want to say?
0: Uh what no. Are, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ashley.
1: What that was an enthusiastic right no. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> sorry. Everything I say sounds enthusiastic. I'm just loud. <laughs> sorry.
1: No, it's fine. It's funny. Uh to answer your question, Ashley. Um I'm actually reading uh a couple older books. Uh, I'm reading uh, Faust oh, right now. And okay. um, I'm reading Faust. And I'm reading... Um, actually, I'm reading Nietzsche at the moment. Oh,
0: okay. So, so I'm reading we are, we are being crashed at the moment by <laughs> another... Yeah. what's up? Hey. <laughs> I just had to hop on. I was watching. I think this interview was amazing. Oh, Very inspiring. You. Uh, you shared a lot of good detail, but I just had to jump on, because you said the magic word, Sid Meier's
4: Pirates. Yes.
1: One of the greatest (laughs) games. That explains the
4: hat. All right. He wears it all the time. Don't let it fool you.
0: (laughs) you. (laughs) (laughs) Pirates is one of the greatest games ever. Yes. And I just had to jump on and say that. Great interview, guys. And Deidre, love your work. And thank you for being on.
1: Ah, oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm out,
4: guys.
3: See ya. All right, Deidre. We do. Thought, we really. He is. He is a. Uh, he's the comedian of the bunch. Uh, <laughs> we don't claim him. Sometimes it depends, but really, no choice
0: right now since he jumped off. If he's if still, he's funny, we claim him. If not, we just <laughs> ignore him.
3: <laughs> Deidre, I want you to plug plug your book where can we buy it? All that fun stuff. Tell us about what your future stuff holds and then we'll let you go along with your Saturday and our Friday night.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah, the five princes, you can get it at anywhere. Actually, you can order it online, Amazon, um, any booksellers, Barnes and Noble, anything like that. You can probably go to your local bookstore and just order it. And, uh, yeah, uh, Kindle edition, anything you want. Um, it's available everywhere. You can go to my website at DeidreDeWitt.com, and you can find out more about me there.
0: It is on the screen right now, DeidreDeWitt.com. It's also in the links, or in the comments. The link is in the comments, as is her Facebook page, or off her author Facebook page. You can follow her there. Awesome. I would strongly encourage you guys to seriously check out
3: Deidre. Seriously, she is one of the coolest people I've ever met in this <laughs> We're going to have to have you on again cuz I need we're going to have to have the rest of the guys on cuz yeah. I don't some of them had to you know
0: work. Well, uh, and uh, here's the so here's the deal. <laughs> this this is really cool because um when we when our budget actually exists, you know, later on this year once we when money starts actually coming in again, um <laughs> uh we need to save we're going to save some money and we're going to fly to you and we're going to do a live show. All right.
2: I'm down for that. Sounds good.
0: I'm down for that. Don't leave me, y'all. Like
1: y'all. I was say,
2: we're just going to take it's just to take Ryan and leave him. And- Ryan,
0: all- Ryan, it's <laughs> gate 12. It's gate yeah. 12, Ryan. <laughs> 30, 37. 37.
3: They'll drop me off somewhere else. Anyways, to leave this conversation now. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. It was so good to see you and talk to you. Thank you so Hi, much.
0: Absolutely.
3: Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> All right, Jim, I'm going to let you close us out.
0: Uh, Everybody, Facebook, Collective, thank you so much for joining us this evening for this very special interview. Thank you to Deidre for joining us. And please, if you get a chance, go check out her work. uh, The link to her website and her Facebook page are in the comments. And uh, everybody, thank you so much. We will see you on the next interview. Have a wonderful weekend. Adios.